All right, Justin, A, B, C, D, E, or F, or even G. We can do a G. I don't know what the fuck G would be, but we can do a G if you want it. I don't know. It's just letters at this point. Pick a letter in the alphabet. How about that? A through Z. Just pick a letter. Man, <laughs> well, it's been a while since I've been on, so I want to hear some news. Whatever letter, letter that is. I, I think that's just C. track of it. Um, all right, C. <laughs> Uh, as of tonight, uh, LeBron James is 63 points away from being the all-time leading scorer in uh, NBA history. Wow. That's awesome. People want to say he's not good. Fucking haters. Yeah. it's How could you even argue that at this point? Come on, guys. Come on. I mean, he's about to outscore to me the most underrated basketball player of all time. Because I don't think Kareem gets anywhere near the love he should get. Yeah, he doesn't. I agree with that. I mean, everybody's like, oh, it's Michael. It's this, it's that. I mean, I and don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to shit on Michael. I'm not trying to do that. But I'm just like, Kareem was the all-time leading scorer. And he's been so for, what, 30 years at least? Roughly, like 30, 40 years? Like... Nobody's touched him in 40 years. Like. Yeah. That's crazy. That is. That's insane when you think about it. And, you know, and then on top of that, too, the sky hook is one of my favorite shots of all time. Yeah, he created a virtually unblockable shot. He created a virtually unblockable shot. It's ridiculous. I'm looking up Kareem's last game. All right, it's 1989. So, 33 years ago? Wow. That was his last game? Yeah, his last game was 33 oh. years ago. So, this record has stood for 33 years. With Carl Malone being the closest, but also, you know, fuck Carl Malone. And if you don't know anything about that, I'll just say he's done inappropriate things with people that are inappropriately aged. Oh. Uh, so Dang, I didn't know that's that about the mailman. Fun. You didn't know that? Dang, I didn't know that about Carmelo. If I'm thinking How did right, I miss that? it was a family friend, like their child, and I want to say she was 13 or 14. Oh God. Oh man. Okay. I believe you there was stop. a pregnancy Jackson involved with this. Was crushed. Yeah. I didn't know this. It wasn't, and like, that's the thing. And don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to justify anything like with somebody that may be like 17 or 18. Child. You know what I mean? It wasn't like young adult. Any, you know, you can't even skew that. Child. Mm. Yeah. The mailman is not a good person in the slightest. Man. Jason's questioning his whole life now. <laughs> man, that hurts, man. I loved Carl Malone. Yeah, you grew up on the Malone Stockton Jazz. I get it. I know, man. Stockton to Malone was 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 money. And he even yeah. did some wrestling stuff. He wrestled with Diamond. He teamed up with DDP. Teamed up with Diamond Dallas Page. Man, that yeah. makes me sad, dude. 
I'm sorry. Yeah. So to be more specific, I'm in sick. 19 in 1983, when Carl Malone was 20, he fathered a child with a 13 year old girl. Interesting. Oh. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thanks everyone for listening. Uh, we're yeah, <laughs> we're done I'm, now. I'm, <laughs> man, I'm just I'm sick. Wow. Man. Just sick. You want some mon- more fun Hollywood? We, we can we can take this sort of news and make it Hollywood if you want. Got some more shit with that. <laughs> sounds right. This is very appropriate right. for the movie we're talking about. All right. So yeah. in a few in a few you know a few weeks, a few months, whatever. You know how Shazam: Fury of the Gods is coming out. Do you want to hear how awesome of a human being Zachary Levi is? Oh no! I think I've probably heard about this, but yeah. Um, he's confused as to why men, white straight men can't lead conversations about racism, sexism, or, you know, sexuality based conversations. He feels like they, they should have an important role in those types of conversations. Uh, and not even just like an important role. Cause then necessarily like they, there, I guess there should be a role, you know, like if a white man is being racist, you should probably tell them that like, they, you know, they have a role in the conversation, I should suppose. But no, he's talking about like leading those conversations. Like we huh. we should be sitting down and going, all right, guys, it's time for the uh, the panel to end racism, and our first guys to talk about it are these fifteen white men. And if we have time for anybody else, maybe they can talk. But we really need this racism perspective first and foremost. Um, he, he is also right. Uh, a big advocate for the 700 club. And I know for some people that might not sound that bad, but I don't know. Pat Robinson's kind of a scumbag. You know, mm-hmm. the, I mean, yeah. he blamed nine yeah. 11 on the fact that we have gay people in the country and we just don't kill them. You know, the fact that we allow gay people to live in our country means nine 11 should happen to us. Uh, his also thing was, you know, men cheat. Women just need to get over it. That's no, their- that actually it was women just need to make it so that the men don't want to cheat on them. Well, that's the other part of it too. Yes, that is that that was my next point. But the first point is that men cheat. That's what men do. You just get over it because that's what you're supposed yeah. to do. The second thing is, is if you don't want your man to cheat, if you're ugly, quit being ugly. Yep. Wow. You know, that other part of the Bible that most people forget about. If you're ugly, quit being ugly. So saith the Lord. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, and I've, I'm, I want to say he said something Jeez. along the lines of like a story he had told about um, like a pastor basically saying, well, the wife was, she was horrible looking. I know, so. I know the story. Okay. So he was talking about a pastor friend of his. And it was, you know, a woman came up to a pa- her pastor and was like, hey, you know, pastor, like, my my husband's an alcoholic. You know, how do I how do I get him to quit drinking? And he was like, in the, oh, in that's the, right. And the pastor yeah. was like, yeah. You know, she was like a little frumpy, ugly woman. So the pastor was like, well, if I was your husband, 
and I was married to you, and I would drink too. Yeah. That was the pastorly advice that he thought was hilarious. <sighs> like, why is that an anecdote in a story that you're telling somebody else? Like, oh my gosh. What? <laughs> yeah, Pat Robinson's oh a scumbag. So that's the kind of things wow. that, you know, Zachary Levi oh, man, loves. That's his form of Christianity. <laughs> Jason, his mind is just mush yeah. now. <laughs> I, I, um, also, is, he thinks... He a mitigated gall. He thinks one of the best free thinkers out there is a man called Jordan Peterson. Dr. Jordan Peterson, I should say. Uh, if you don't know who that is, he's, you know, a Christian spokesperson or, uh, well, not Christian per se, uh, a right-wing spokesperson that believes trans people are sick and ill. And um, that, you know, men aren't manly enough anymore and that society demonizes men being men, you know, and that there's no more persecuted group out there now than straight white men. The most persecuted and demonized group of people to ever exist. Poor them. Sure. Yeah. Not going to lie, dude. It really doesn't suck still being a straight white man. I know it is 2023. Still doesn't really suck for us, man. Not going to lie. <laughs> Still not that sucky. You know, like. it Still shit still doesn't suck. You don't feel oppressed. Not really. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I see I, I see people be oppressed on the Internet and I'm like. No, that shit's never happened to me. Shit's pretty good. <laughs> it's all right over here. Yeah, yeah. Just not really oppressed at all. Mm. Even from the people that quote unquote just like are, you know, supposedly out there just running around hating white straight people. Those people, I guess, are so few and far between. I've still never met one of them. I was about to say, how many of them have you encountered? <laughs> still never met one. I'm in the third Man. largest city in this fucking country. Still never met one. Never just been walking so you, down the streets of Chicago and somebody walk up to me and go, are you straight? And I go, well, yes, I am. And then they just like punch me for being straight and white. Never happened. Never. Never been accosted on the street. No. For being straight and I, white. I've just never even been accosted on the street. Not going to lie. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Not even, not even for my straight whiteness. Just, just in general, never been accosted. Really, <laughs> but yeah, like that's that's the kind of things that you know, this doctor that Zachary Levi thinks is just a great free thinker. Uh, so that type of shit, and then on top of all of that, too, uh, when it comes to some of this. One of my favorite Zachary Levi quotes of all time is, uh, you know, nobody's truly evil. Not even Hitler. He wasn't, ev- he wasn't truly evil. He did some bad things, but I wouldn't call him evil. I mean, can't we go back to a simpler time of like 1994? You know, <laughs> when 
you know, like there were just like simple things that people understood, like vaccines, good earth round Nazis, bad. Can we go back to that time? I know everybody (laughs) wants to go back and they're like, Oh, the heyday of America and all this other stuff. I just want to go back to the early nineties when, you know, we weren't stupid, like completely stupid as a society. I know we were still stupid. People, you know, thought jinkos were cool. I get, you know, we weren't really that advanced, but you know, there were just a few fundamental truths about society. Earth round, get your vaccines, Nazis bad. How have we fallen so far? Th- those are debated topics now. <laughs> why is it that there is know. a... I'm speechless. A, why is there just a huge chunk of people, like a sizable chunk of people, that if you just simply say Nazis bad... They want to argue with you about it. I don't understand. I'm at a loss for words. This is making my head hurt. (laughs) Have you ever heard a more (laughs) diet Kanye fucking like statement ever? Like, it's like he wants to be Kanye, but he just doesn't want the calories. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I mean, you know, there's, there are a few things that, you know, if you want to deal in certain absolutes, you're kind of fine with, you know, like, I, like, I know I just said that like, yeah, there's sizable people that don't think Hitler is bad or whatever, or Nazis aren't bad or whatever, but I still think. You can go out on that oh-so-dangerous limb and just say, Hitler was evil. (laughs) I think that would qualify as the definition of evil, yeah? Yeah, I think he meets the qualifications. He checks the boxes. I mean, even if you agree with some of his less controversial opinions, um, he was the weirdest straight-edge person ever. He didn't drink, didn't smoke cigarettes, was anti-drugs, except he actually also did a lot of meth. Just meth wasn't considered meth like what it is now. You know what I mean? Like his doctors mm-hmm. were giving him meth. Hmm. But he didn't want his soldiers doing like coke. You know what I mean? He was like, oh, that's bad. Smoking that's crossing bad. the line. Yeah. Yeah. So he was more or less like straight edge, but also on meth. Um but like, okay, he was like, you know, anti-drinking drugs and, and smoking. I know you feel the same way, Justin. But do you still think Hitler is like not evil? Like, you know what I mean? Like, you still think Hitler's evil. You're like, oh, yeah, yes. like you can you can technically agree with people, but then still think they're bad. You know? Exactly. Like Hitler was also more or less vegetarian slash possibly vegan. Because he thought there was too much animal cruelty when it came to, like, the process in which humans eat meat. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm still going to eat meat. But do I necessarily think animals need to needlessly suffer constantly for that? No, I don't. Still going to say Hitler's evil. Like, it, it really is that easy. 
Like it didn't strain me at all to still get to the conclusion. Nah, Hitler's still evil. I mean, people are just all concerned about all these other things. I, I think the fact that we're having a Nazi problem again is just the worst. Like, there is somewhere out there, there is an anti-vax flat earth Nazi somewhere out there. And the fact that there is somebody that's all three of those things blows my mind. So, yeah, aren't you looking forward to Shazam 2 now? Wow. I didn't like the news today. I should have selected something else. I hate to bring this it to you. Rough. It really didn't matter what <laughs> fucking letter you chose. I was going to say these things. <laughs> <laughs> well, damn. Well, there you go. Yeah. All right. Thanks for tuning in, everybody, again. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're out. <laughs> we just, this is too much, guys. It's too much. Well, surely the movie will redeem us all in the state that we're feeling in. I mean, you just said Mm. some words, Justin. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, do you want to find out if those words are true words? Yes, let's. Let's. Anything but you. All right. Are you ready? Come on. Cinema Slayers. Hey, Cinema fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Cinema Slayers podcast. I am Sterling, and as always, I am joined by Justin the fucking liar and Heather. (laughs) Damn. I said we were going to find out if your words were true. I couldn't wait. Couldn't wait. <laughs> couldn't wait. They're not. Spoiler alert, this movie sucks fucking balls. Anyway, uh, we are here to talk about what we, you know, didn't like about the movie Sick. There might be some things to like. I don't know. I don't really remember any, but there might be. I don't want to speak for you two. You might have some things you liked about it. Uh but, you know, we're here to talk about this fucking movie. Uh, we will go spoiler-free recommendations and scores and then into a more spoiler-centric section, even though I kind of jumped the gun, uh, at least with my own point of view. Um, with all that, uh, Heather, what are your uh, spoiler-free thoughts about the Peacock streaming movie, Sick? Um, yeah, this is... This is a tough one to really like put into words. <laughs> um, you know, I think I'm going to just start out with saying that this was a highly rated horror film, according to Rotten Tomatoes. Um, I have never felt more strongly in the opposite direction of a Rotten Tomatoes score. I don't get it. Like, I, I just don't understand why, even if you're like not going to hate this movie, but to say it's 
a B plus, you know, fresh movie is very odd to me. I, I just, I'm not understanding why it's so liked by critics. Um, I don't know. And I think it was like a 60 something score for the audience, but in either case, I feel like both of those scores are too high here. It's very, for one, I feel like it's, it's pretty basic. It's pretty, um, I mean, it's, it's kind of like a run of the mill home invasion movie in one sense, but in another sense, it's, you know, it's, it's colored by the backdrop of the pandemic. And so you're just very, they're adding those elements into this movie. And I just do not think that they went about it in the best way with trying to add that element into what this movie ultimately was. I think that the, I, I will say I think that the the two leads of this movie, the two female leads, I didn't necessarily hate their actions all throughout. I'm not saying they were the most genius, you know, people in the movie, but I, I think that some of their decisions they made to try and survive the situation they were in, I, I didn't hate all of their decisions, and I could say that about this movie. <laughs> um... But at the other turn of that, there were a lot of really weird decisions made in this film. But mostly my issue with it is the, I guess, really the reason for what's going on, I feel is a very um, lacking reason for what's going on. <laughs> so that's, that's kind of what I'm going to say in that regard right now. But um, I, I just it, it's just a very oddly put together um, faulty sort of reasoning for doing anything, really. But in either case, um, I, I have just never feel- heard more sugar coated words in my fucking life. <laughs> I'm a sweetheart. You so are I'm just going to so fucking hard. To just be nice about it. You know. I'm getting a cavity listening to the amount of sugar you're trying to coat this shit with. <laughs> you know, there was actually a, um, there's a person on TikTok that I watch that does like movie reviews and stuff like that. And he said something to the effect of, if I spent the time to watch the movie, I feel like I owe it not owe it, but I feel like I want to at least try to find something in the movie that I enjoyed because I spent so much time invested in that film. He's I wrong. Of, <laughs> I kind of see what he's saying, though. But in either case, that's sort of maybe what I'm doing here. I'm trying to find at least the one silver lining of what I did not hate about this movie. <laughs> um, anyways, in either case. Um, I think it's safe to say I was not a fan of this movie and I just feel like I'm not understanding why people are thinking that this movie is so good. Like I just, I'm just not understanding that the, I mean, it, it's ultimately, it really is kind of just like a 
probably considered like a B-rated horror film, you know, as far as quality, as far as acting and performances and all of that. Like it's, it's also nothing special, even taking out the things uh, with the reasoning of what they're doing. If they actually took that reason out, it would just be a completely not memorable movie. You know, there's nothing special about sort of how they go about the plot or the storyline or what takes place as far as the the killings and whatever. Um, it, it's, it would be very forgettable overall if it weren't for the reasoning for the killings, if that makes sense. So anyways, that's what I have for now until we get into spoilers. I think you made me hate the movie a little bit more. Justin, what about you? All right. So I guess uh, maybe I'll have to take a rain check on that movie redemption. That um, because. uh, (laughs) Oh, the sick. You know, there there was another movie (laughs) called Sick, the serial insane clown killer. And I'm not going to say too much about it. It's not good. So I guess we're still waiting on a movie called Sick that's good. Um, what are because, you talking about, uh, Justin? Sick, there's, Serial Insane Clown Killers <laughs> is a fucking horror classic compared to, compared this. to this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I have never wanted to see a Serial Insane Clown Killer in a movie more than in this one. <laughs> oh man. That would have probably made you like it. Or like, in yes. real life. Now's the time. If a serial insane clown killer came and murdered me, it wouldn't <laughs> have happened too soon. Would you're have been probably preferred. you're probably more likely to be accosted by the sick than you are by angry people mad that you're straight and white. <laughs> uh honestly. There it is. Infinitely yeah. higher possibility. <laughs> but uh but all that aside, man, uh, man, sick. It's, it's funny because when I read the premise of this, I thought that there was potential. And, and actually, when I saw how high the score was for this on Rotten Tomatoes, I had envisioned that maybe this would be kind of this cool horror movie, but maybe kind of like we would say something about COVID or people's like, the the or or maybe like the lack of people being responsible about it or taking it seriously and how that could cost other people their lives and stuff like that. I really thought that this movie had a chance with the premise and COVID being tied to it to say something about like maybe the reckless nature and how some people handled the COVID situation and how maybe like because of that, there are consequences. You know, I thought maybe the the film would find some sort of way to say something about that. But ultimately, what it wound up feeling like for me was, is that even though we had the COVID dressing, I didn't feel that it really, it felt like COVID exploitation more than it did trying to say something inventive or smart or cautionary or meaningful about it. It feels like we're going to dress it with this, with this COVID lens. And, and I guess they fooled a lot of people into thinking that 
it, it, it was saying something more than anything surface level. But I just didn't feel that way. I mean, apparently some people did, but I didn't quite feel that way. And by the end, I got what they were trying to go for, but I just don't think it landed. You know, I, I, it didn't land with me. I was just sitting there kind of going, so that's it. That That's all this movie has to say about this whole thing. And it just felt like a letdown, man. It felt like I thought we were going to say something. We were going to be smarter. And I thought we were going to say something more. But we I, I just don't feel like we said much of anything here. So, so that aspect of the movie sort of failed me. And then if that fails you, then all you're left with is okay, so what kind of horror movie was this? Like, was it at least a good slasher? Was it at least a good, and I don't know, it's kind of like what you were saying, Heather, the whole home invasion uh, angle is definitely there. I, I mean, I didn't really have a problem with the way that this was shot or some of the scares that it tried to do. You know, all of it is, just pretty much your typical horror stuff. None of it was offensive. None of it was anything like terrible in that way, as far as just the execution of what it was doing with the horror elements, but nothing felt great either. Nothing felt innovative about it. Really nothing felt like it was trying to do anything more than just be a simple home invasion horror movie. And I think it tried to disguise itself as that with the whole COVID dressing, but I just don't think that this movie succeeded. Um, I didn't have any problems with the actors or the acting in this or anything like that. I think that they did the, the best job they could with what was given. But for the longest time, it's like it's one of those movies where I think it was kind of blowing its load a little too much without providing anything rich as far as story or character development, because all these intense things are happening. And, and like I said, some of these scenes are executed well. Some of these chases and some of the things that are actually happening in the movie are executed well and visually it, it 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 was getting across the horror element that I felt like I should be feeling but it was hard for me to invest because there was never just it didn't have any character moments that 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 would help me invest in the characters and so a lot of these action things are happening and these horror things are happening and these intense things are happening but I couldn't invest in anything because I didn't know the characters that this was happening to. So I found it hard to care. And then by the time the movie felt like it did need to give story and did need to give purpose to what was happening, it wasn't strong enough to justify anything that happened before it. So and I think that was sort of the gamble that this movie took is that it tries to, by the end, explain things to you. And then it goes, see, these are, this is our explanation. Care about this. And, 
<laughs> it, it didn't work on me, man. I just uh, was kind of like, nah, man, you should have kind of developed these people a little bit more. We should have gotten a little bit more to care about throughout the film rather than sort of putting all your eggs in one proverbial basket and thinking that if we just say these things at the end, you will care about this. And it just didn't happen for me. So, yeah, this sort of felt like one of those movies where on the surface, it pretends to be something more than what it is. It pretends to be sort of this smart kind of horror movie where we take something that, that, that has really happened to us like COVID and we apply it to these horror elements and that makes it relatable. And we, we could, and then we could say something intelligent about that at the end. And I feel like the movie puts on that disguise But when you take off the disguise, this is really just something that is just kind of a disappointment. It was just a, it really is, it just sort of devolves into this run-of-the-mill kind of horror story that we've seen before. And that's not terrible, but it, but, but, but I just sort of kind of, when it was over, I was like, eh, okay. And I just sort of shrugged my shoulders and was like, all right, it was what it was. I have never felt more betrayed by TikTok than I did with this movie. The only reason why I was like, yeah, guys, let's do this is like so many people that I I thought I respected on TikTok uh, were talking about it. It was a good movie, giving like eights out of tens and all kinds of stuff. Like people were loving it. I was like, okay. Let's see what this sick movie's about. And then I watched Same. it. And I was like, man, the most accurate movie title I've ever, ever seen. I felt nauseous after this movie. I felt disgusted. I felt under the weather. I felt, for lack of a better word, sick. I mean, I kind of get what you're saying, Justin, with some of these things. But at the same time, to me, that dressing that they put on it was also like the wrong dressing. Because mm. yeah. to me, they focused a little too much on on more or less ridiculing people that did take COVID seriously. I think at multiple times and in multiple different levels, it's like they took every chance they could to take a jab at people that actually took COVID and COVID restrictions seriously. I mean, yep. And, and it, it should have been the other the, way around uh, the opposite way. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. That's how I felt. And, and with that, I mean, people, you know, whatever, they're going to have their own point of views. I mean, we're, we're not done with it yet, but you know, it's, it's, you know, people are going to have whatever point of views are going to have with it. But I mean, all I know is people that didn't take the restrictions and, and the safety advice and all this other stuff seriously, you know, they got COVID. Some people I know, you know, died from COVID or complications from COVID or have family members that did and all kinds of stuff like that. All I know is I I took this stuff, you know, reasonably seriously. Was I always the best with shit? No. But for the most part, I would mask when I needed to. I wouldn't when I didn't. And 
All I know is I never got it. So, I mean, there's something behind some of that shit. I mean, and I was an essential worker. I worked the entire time, uh, never from home. My job does not facilitate the ability to me work at uh, me working at home. Um, uh, I'm an essential enough worker that my job during times of crisis, uh, we have letters of authorization to where we can get through certain uh, restrictions from with letters from the Department of Homeland Security and Department of Defense. And we have a lot of government contracts. So we're essential at all times. You know, I mean, uh, even when there was a big, you know, a lot of the protests a few summers ago and like sections of, you know, Chicago were shut down by National Guard. If I actually needed to drive by them and they were to question me, I had a letter from Department of Homeland Security to authorize me to get past the barricade. Um, I, I'm that level of essential. You know what I mean? I was out every day working during all this shit. Never got the coronavirus. Never got the COVID. And it's because when I was out and about and I was working, I I did just your normal safety protocols and all that kind of basic stuff. And I, I, I thought going into this, like you said, Jasta, when you read the description, you th- you're thinking, okay, like it's, it's going to have like that corona air to it that, you know, kind of showing the downfall of like maybe the, the, the moral consequences of not following protocols and stuff like that, you know, kind of like your classic horror movies when you're the morally unsound person, you pay this, you pay the consequences from a slasher, you know, and they make it seem like it's that they really want you to think it's that. But every time they show somebody taking precautions they go out of their way to make it a little nud nut, like a nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Hey, aren't they kind of silly? Like they're silly for wanting masks, you know? And I just kind of think like at this point, this movie did nothing to make me kind of go, you know, maybe we just don't need to have COVID in our media like this. I mean, we watched that, what, that Songbird movie or whatever the fuck that was. I don't remember. We watched that movie. We'd go listen to that episode. It fucking sucks, you know. Um, And then even then when we watched Glass Onion, I did mention in that episode, I thought it was kind of fucking stupid that they did that whole coronavirus thing to just get inoculated in coronavirus not matter for the rest of the fucking movie. I, I, I mentioned in that episode, I didn't think that was necessary. Like, you could have just also not have it be based in COVID. And that not matter. You know what I mean? Like there, there were way. So maybe like, let's just kind of go out on a limb and maybe say, uh, let's just not have COVID in movies for like, I don't know, six years. Let's just not really broach it for six years. Maybe then somebody will actually think of a use to have COVID in a movie. But right now, nah, it just, it just doesn't hit. I think like people want it to, except to the crowd that, you know, kind of, uh, we're wrong about COVID. <laughs> so, I mean, I just, I, I don't really get that. And it, it, to make matters worse, I forgot one of the most egregious things about Zachary Levi. So I'm going back to the beginning. Uh, another thing about Zachary Levi is he's more or less, uh, yeah, he's anti-vax. 
too, on top of all that. And uh, one of the Twitter comments during the, the, when I was reading some of that stuff was saying, well, people better have the same energy with him as they did with Letitia Wright. And if anybody listened to our Black Panther 2 episode, I had some energy with it. And I, I did have to retract. I was wrong. I did have to retract what I said about Letitia Wright. So all I'm going to say now is just come back for the Shazam 2 episode. I will have that same energy. Don't worry. <laughs> I will have it. <laughs> but it ties into this because it's the same energy. Like his energy is the same thing that kind of fuels a lot of the stuff in this movie to me. And it has some bad tropes. I won't get too spoilery with it yet, but all I'll say is chloroform takes way longer to work than people realize it does. Chloroform is not an instant KO. You're not covering somebody's mouth in 30 seconds. They're knocked out. It takes minutes of constant chloroformness to get knocked out. You're not putting it on a rag and putting it on somebody's face and they, you know, slowly go to sleep in like 30 seconds. That's not how chloroform works. I know movies and television have lied to you your whole life. But once I found that out, I, one of the, like, ever since I found out that chloroform is insanely slow acting, it will knock you out. It takes so long, though, to where the point of, if you watched TV growing up, you kind of thought there was a reasonable danger from chloroform. You thought chloroform was just as dangerous as quicksand and just as common as randomly people putting anchovies on pizza. Because movies and television made you feel like all these things were clear and present dangers of your everyday life. (laughs) You could just be walking down the street and die in some quicksand. Turns out you can't actually die from quicksand. The way the, the suction in quicksand works, once you get roughly the middle of your chest you won't actually suck down more. Like, you might be stuck, yes, but you won't actually get, like, sink, like, below your head in quicksand. Uh, chloroform, like I said, takes minutes to work, and it's, like, constant. You have to even, like, refresh your chloroform. You can't just keep stale chloroform on somebody's face. You got to be, like, redousing it with chloroform as you go to knock somebody out. And also... Anchovies just aren't on pizzas. I know Justin really knows what I'm talking about. You watched anything growing up in the early 90s, and anybody ordered pizza, there was always somebody that'd have to be like, hey, no anchovies, though. Yeah. Like anchovies, just <laughs> if you don't tell Pizza Hut, hey, no anchovies, they go, man, this guy even though he only ordered a pepperoni pizza, did not clarify that there also could not be anchovies on this. Therefore, one pound of anchovies also. (laughs) Ninja Turtles made you think anchovies were just going to be on your pizza waiting to attack you. I was watching an episode, (laughs) a really old ass episode of 21 Jump Street. And they're like these, like high school kids took over a high school. And they're like, hey, you know, they're doing the hostage negotiation thing. And 
They're like, hey, let's order you guys some food. He's like, yeah, I want to, you know, like we'll get like a large pie or, a, you know, a large pe- pepperoni and a large cheese and we'll, we'll you know, get all this. And he, then like right before they hang up the phone, the guy goes, hey, and if I see one anchovy on my pizza, then you're just like, that didn't happen. Why would it be? <laughs> yeah. I've never seen an actual anchovy on a pizza. I know technically it's in the <laughs> toppings list. And I actually like anchovies. I've got no problem with anchovies. I've eaten anchovies or sardines on crackers. It's delicious. Still never seen a fucking anchovy on a pizza. Yeah, they act like it's like the default like topping that you'll get like common like sauce is or cheese on the pizza. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. you're right. (laughs) And so like when I watch this movie and there's that chloroform scene, I'm just like, it just annoys me. You know what I mean? Like once you find out the truth, you see it and you're just like, Ugh. like you feel like it's <laughs> 1972 and you're watching like some fucking episode of some like random cop show that was on for like two years. That's always got like a specialty theme, you know, like the Catholic priest that's also a cop or the doctor that, you know, is also a cop. You know, one of those shows where they just have randomly chloroform. Just, you know, you go to Walmart, pick up your chloroform, just knocking people out sure. left and right. Yeah. Like, that's just what these things remind me of. And so when I'm already kind of disengaged with your movie and kind of annoyed by your movie, and then you throw in a chloroform scene too in 2023, which also, when was the last time you saw chloroform in a fucking movie? 1997, right? It's been a minute. It has been a long time. And then they throw one of those in there. I'm just like, man, fuck this movie even more. I didn't even know because the scenes after that actually make me hate this movie even more. And I'm just like, this movie did not want to stand a chance with me. I legitimately feel like the the directors of this movie have just went and listened to like episodes of the podcast from like two years ago. Maybe three years ago, because fuck, we are in 2023, like during COVID and would like listen to me and like talk about shit. And they go, I want to make an anti-Sterling movie. I just want to piss him the fuck off as much as possible. And then they filmed it and they put it on Peacock. They put it on (laughs) one of my favorite streaming services. They were like asking for you to watch it. Yeah. And then I'm watching the Royal Rumble this Saturday. There's a fucking... Hey, since when did commercials start happening during fucking, like, wrestling pay-per-view events? I know I was watching it on Peacock because that's one of the benefits of Peacock. That's true. Since when did they start doing commercials? But then on top of that, they did a commercial for this fucking movie. I had already watched the movie, so I was already (laughs) mad. And then I'm sitting there watching the Rumble, and they go, hey, Sterling... You remember that movie you watched literally 24 hours ago that you hated? Watch this commercial of it. I've never been more disappointed in Peacock in my life. So, I just, I did not enjoy it. I mean, I don't know. I guess the acting was fine. I guess there were some cool shots. I guess. Maybe. 
it's just surrounded by so much bullshit. I don't know how you parse it out. <laughs> like, yeah, I guess the acting was fine, but they were also saying some of the stupidest fucking shit I've ever heard a fucking person say. So, like, how do I know if that's good acting? They're saying dumb shit. So, I don't know. And the ending is just top-notch, grade A, like top shelf, like like $600 shot tequila bad. Like the tequila is not bad, don't get me wrong. I'm just saying, is that high a level of bad? Just this movie. Oh, anyway, uh, recommendations and scores. Sure. Yeah. Recommendations and score. I'm going to go first. Fuck this movie, negative 50. Next. Either one of you. I don't give a fuck. Choose. Go ahead, Jason. Okay. Yeah. Uh, a little hard to recommend this one, guys. Um, you know, just based on the quality of the film, I mean, I mean, I guess somebody could find some, it's, it's one of those where it's like, you would have to just completely shut off all logic and everything and just go in and say, I don't care what the movie is. I just want to see, uh, a horror slasher comb invasion movie. And I just want to see a bunch of people running and screaming. And I just, uh, don't really care about what the plot is. I'm just, I just want a quick little romp of a good time or whatever. And, and even then it's iffy to recommend this because I just felt like there are so many other horror movies out that you could watch. There are so many other things out that, could give you those same horror element feelings that would probably just be more worth your time. This just, you know, it just feels like if this was in a lineup of other, of, of all these other horror movies and stuff like that, I just imagine you could find something better. Um, I, I don't think I'm as down on it as you are Sterling, but that's not really saying much because it's not like I get. And when I say that, all I mean is I just didn't react much to this at all. (laughs) You know, it didn't get a bad reaction out of me. Like, Oh, why? Oh, I wasn't like that. But I also wasn't like, yay. You know, I, I, I just was so indifferent. I was so incredibly indifferent as I was watching this. Like I, it was just like, Wow, nothing about this intrigued me. Um, honestly, the best thing that happened uh, when I watched this on Peacock was that, you know, after you finish something, Peacock cues something else for you to watch. And it cued the first episode of Chucky. And I watched that. That show was and, great. And was immediately intrigued. And I was like, well, damn, Peacock. Well, now I got to go. Now I got to watch the rest of the Chucky series. That might be the best thing that happened was because I finished this, 
Peacock thought you might enjoy Chucky. I don't know why I put them together other than just <laughs> knives and stabbing, I guess, and horror, I guess. So I guess they go together. I could see why it queued it up. But hey, it queued it up, and at least I got the first episode of Chucky. So was um, was that the first time you saw Chucky, the show? Yeah, first time. See, I'm not going to lie. I'd probably be like you. If I watched this movie and then got to watch the first episode of Chucky afterwards, I get that. That show was You're fucking right. great. Yeah, so maybe that's why. <laughs> maybe you had that is having an effect on me. Yeah, maybe I had a, that had an effect on me. Maybe if I had just saw this, or oh my goodness, imagine spending money on this and going to the theaters and seeing it and having to walk out of that. You know what? Like uh, that's fair. <laughs> I, at least I didn't waste my time going to a fucking theater to watch this. Yeah. Just imagine that. Like, you just walking out like, damn. So maybe that is having an effect on me. Maybe the fact that Peacock queued up Chucky for me after this is having an effect on me. But I just, I, I mean, this is an equivalent of like when somebody tries to punch the Undertaker and he just no-sells it. He just looks at him like, why the, you know... What, what the hell was that? That That's a pretty much was my reaction to this. It was a no sale. So, yeah, we'll go with that. We'll go with, I don't know. You, you It probably should get lower for me, but you know what? I'm going to give it 50 because at least I got some Chucky out of it. So we'll go with that. We'll go 50 at least. Um, I got to see the first episode of the Chucky series, which is actually pretty good. Out of 100. Well, Justin just gave it at least a positive numeric score. Uh, Heather, what about you? Yeah, I don't recommend this. There's not really anything about it that I feel is worth saying, yeah, you need to see this movie. It, And the thing with it, too, is I feel like it's very wildly inconsistent with some of the actions of the characters to where part of me was thinking, okay, they're doing this on purpose to like kind of prove a point and make a satire of certain types of people and how they've dealt with things with the pandemic. But the story wasn't realized enough and it wasn't clear enough in the writing to know if that's actually what they were doing or if that's just like, I'm hoping that's what they're doing because of how inconsistent they were with some of the scenes and what they do in them. So um, that was another thing that was really kind of that irked me with it. And I guess I would say I'm probably, <laughs> I, I'm probably in the middle of you two with like the, in the middle of indifferent and like upset about it. So I guess maybe I would say, I just thought it was dumb mostly. <laughs> like I, I don't know. Just, I guess that would be sort of in the middle of where you guys are, but um it's just, yeah, because you, you take out the whole COVID aspect of what this movie is, and it is the most forgettable home invasion slasher film that you'll probably ever see. <laughs> it kind of like the the beginning parts of it sort of reminded me a little bit of that movie Hush on Netflix which I don't know if you guys have seen it, but it's actually, I think it's a pretty good home invasion movie. I thought and it was so, good. 
Yeah, I thought it was a really good one. It's a Mike Flanagan film. Yeah, I was going to say, that's a Flanagan one, isn't it? Yeah. So I, I thought that was a, a really good home invasion movie. So it, I was like, okay, well, if it's going to go that direction with some of how they're plotting out what's happening in this film, like maybe it'll be all right, but it didn't really turn out that way. So it just, I mean, it, it just had a lot of bad choices they made and a point that they were trying to prove that was just unnecessary in my opinion and just how they approach it and how they, they they just, they weren't making the right points about anything that they were talking about in the film really. So yeah, it, it just wasn't, it's not really, it's not worth your time. And honestly, just my biggest confusion is how so many people are high on this movie. Like there's so many people like, yeah, critically and everything like it just way more than I expected to be like, yeah, this was a really good movie. I'm not really understanding it. Same thing with the TikTok thing that you said, Sterling. Like I heard a lot of people talking about this on TikTok and like, yeah, it was pretty good and all this stuff. And I'm like, okay. And it just, I, I don't get the appeal of this movie that much. But, you know, like I said, um, the acting wasn't bad. And for kind of like similar to what you said, Jason, with like, they did the best they could with what they were given. I guess I would say the decisions that I didn't hate them making was probably also a product of that. So, yeah, it, it, but again, obviously it's just not, especially when I feel like there's been quite a few like fairly decent horror movies out in the more recent months that I would far recommend before recommending this. So yeah, not, not recommending it. I'm giving this a 15 uninvited ex lovers that are trying to manipulate you out of a hundred. That means the official Cinescore for this movie is a five. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Nice. I really thought me giving it a negative 50 would shift it into the negatives. But Jason had to swing in right after and completely cancel both of us out. <laughs> I saw Chucky, man. What can I say? <laughs> Dude, I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of jealous. I wish I could have watched <laughs> Ch- the first episode of Chucky for the first time again. That'd have been fantastic. Would that have made your score a little bit higher? Yeah, I probably would have given this movie an 80 at that point because I'd have just been like, fuck yeah, like, <laughs> that was great. And, you know, this the movie might have been bad, but it opened up a, a new world of possibilities for me. <laughs> yeah, good thing it wasn't on Hulu because then I would have got Venom. And <laughs> Dude, you would have gotten so many Venoms. <laughs> it it would have been Venom and you would have been like, no, nah, I don't want to watch this. And it, it would go... What about Venom, though? <laughs> and you would have gone, you know Hulu, like I don't want to watch Venom. Sick. And it would have gone, okay. Okay, we understand, Justin. No Venom. <laughs> what about Venom, though? <laughs> yep. I, that was one of the funnest games we ever had. Just like, hey, let's see what movies will recommend Venom. Jesus. Right. All of them. Everything. All. Critically acclaimed documentary about starving children in Nepal. Oh, you liked it? Venom? (laughs) Jesus, Hulu. Get your shit together. (laughs) (laughs) 
But, oh, man. All right, you guys ready for spoilers? Yeah. I guess. Uh-oh. Spoilers. It helps nice. when I don't have the sound channel muted. All right, spoilers. Um, I mean, one of the things I was talking about with when it comes to this movie, when it, when it comes to the portrayal of people that, you know, would take COVID precautions and whatnot. So you have her best friend. Don't remember her name. Doesn't really matter. Best friend. And she cares about COVID. And so she's like, hey, we need to mask up in the car ride up to this cabin so we can be in the same house and then take our masks off. Yep. And then when the ex-boyfriend shows up, she's like, hey, you got to wear a mask and I'm wearing a mask. Even though we're both going to be around the common friend together without our masks. Negating all that. And then you get, you know, they just do randomly weird things about it the whole movie. And I think it's because, in, like, the people when they were making the movie, they just didn't care. Which means also, like, that's why it's inconsistent. They didn't actually care. Um, But then... So even if their intention wasn't to make fun of people that took precautions seriously, them not caring about maintaining that stuff, even though the characters you would believe actually would, it makes no sense. Like, you know what I mean? So it's just wildly inconsistent. It feels like they're taking jabs at people that would take it seriously. And then you get to the end of the movie when she's like running away from the killer and she gets, you know, that car, which... That means the mother of this family was just driving up and down this highway waiting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the the woman is running away from this person, almost getting killed. Like she runs away, comes across the car. And she's like, let me in, let me in, let me in. And the woman's like, oh, but you got to wear a mask. Mm-hmm. Really hamming that up. And then she's like, well, maybe I got another one. And the woman's like, no, he's trying to kill me. Let me in. And she's like, hold on, let me get this mask. And she's like, put on the mask, <laughs> puts on the mask and gets in the car. Uh-oh, mask has chloroform. That's what started my whole chloroform rant was that scene. And then it turns out like, oh, that's actually the mom of this family that's murdering people. And, you know, like I said, that just means she was driving up and down that road for hours. Waiting for that to happen. Waiting for the opportunity. <laughs> Oh. And then you find out the reason why this family is trying to kill them is because the one girl got COVID from another guy and then gave it to their youngest son at college at a party. There was like a, you know, a fuck COVID doomsday party thing. And then he died of COVID. And that's why they were like, no, we have to murder you now because you didn't take this seriously. But then, I'm not going to lie, the main character kind of brings up a good point when she's like, well, your son wasn't wearing a mask either. Yeah, Like, don't get mad at me when your son wasn't wearing a mask too. Also, there's no way in hell she had COVID at this party, gave it to this kid. He then incubated the amount of time, then actually started showing symptoms, and then died from it. Also, while she is still COVID positive. Right. That's not how COVID works. I thought, I thought we went well over this 
you know, every day of the fucking pandemic. You know, when it was on everything and they, everybody talked about it. I thought we all understood how COVID worked. You know, but no, this movie doesn't fucking want to do that. And they still could have had it where she was the one that gave it to him. It's just that they go out of their way to give her a COVID test, which wasn't a COVID test. They just kind of cotton swabbed her and stuck it to some Velcro and closed this little thing. It was like, oh, it's a positive test. Like, that's not how COVID tests work. There's yeah, a whole I thing. like, you what gotta, even is that? You got to put it in the liquid and you got to let it sit in the liquid. And you got, you know, you got to do all the droplets and all that shit. And then make sure your control line shows up. It's a way more intricate system than that. And also, do you know what can really fuck up a COVID test? Having a bunch of blood in it. Yeah. So it wouldn't have been an accurate positive anyway. But it's like this whole thing. And it's like this whole ridiculous thing, which adds to a trope I'm so fucking tired of that I thought, you know, in the year 2023, I thought we were, you know, we're in the future now, guys. I thought we could get past this whole idea that doing these slasher movies where it just ends up being a regular ass motherfucker that is just the most durable goddamn things ever. Can we stop doing that? Can we stop having just regular ass motherfuckers having the endurance of like supernatural fucking beings constantly? Yeah. That one, the one fucking home invader that they kill, like the other son. Hey, another thing that they don't teach you from movies and television. Getting knocked out for anything over a couple of minutes is severely brain damaging. Severely. If you're unconscious because you were beat for 30 minutes and you're legitimately just (laughs) unconscious for 30 straight minutes, that's a lot of brain damage. That is not not really coming back from that. Yeah. So if at any point you get beaten so brutally that you lie in one spot and do not move even the slightest for 30 straight minutes, your brain is hemorrhaging and you are dying. You might not be dead. You are dying. Because your fucking skull is cracked. Your brain is swelling and bleeding. The blood brain barrier's probably been broken. You are fucking dying. You know what you're not doing? Getting up and still trying to kill people. Because even if you do With come full to, force too. you're going to have no real like memory right off the bat. You're not going to wake up and go, oh yeah, the plan. Yeah, or have your full strength to carry it out. That too, good point. Mm-hmm. Because even the slightest bit of jostling, like, you know, like when you're in a struggle and you're like, yeah, you're trying to choke and you're moving around. Your brain that is severely damaged is rattling around in your fucking skull, getting more damage. You would start having such blinding fucking headaches. You would roll down, like roll over and wish you would pass out again because your head is fucking ripping apart. You know what I mean? Like the sheer concussion, you know, like you want to see how bad a bad concussion could be. Go watch some Tua Tunga Vailoa games this year. You'll see what a bad concussion looks like. 
And you think you're just going to wake the fuck up and start killing people again? That man got no less than 24 concussions. Minimum. Best case scenario for that man, 24 concussions. All within the span (laughs) of five seconds. Yep. Which is also dead. Like, I mean, let's be real. The, The fucker was dead. So that's just another bullshit thing. The what they put the like the guy through, like the the other dad through, and all this other shit. Like it's just, it's so ridiculous. I'm so just fucking tired of it. I am so fucking tired of regular ass people being killed and then just being alive and going, man, I was dead, but I got better. So let's still murder people ten seconds later. Right. Like, that's just not how shit works. And you're not even iconic enough to try to do that shit like they did with Michael Myers at the end of Halloween Kills. (laughs) And if you forgot about that, go listen to our episode on that. We dogged that fucking movie for that shit, too. And it has a horror icon in it. Right. And we dogged that movie for doing that. Everybody like beats this man with a bat, stabs him, shoots him, all this shit, and he just shakes it off. We dogged that movie. If we are willing to dog Michael Myers for that, you think your little shitty-ass sick movie killers are immune from it? Fuck you. And I really, I I hated that scene on that, that there's that, that scene on that floating platform. Yeah, I have oh. never been more angry at a scene ever. That man <laughs> jumps in the water and apparently turns into Michael fucking Phelps. Yeah. <laughs> Olympic, li- but with the right. stealth of fucking solid snake. Just right. no noise. No Completely. noise. Dude, he's How fucking he Jason Momoa Aquaman just How under that water. It? With no light or anything. Yeah. And then on top of that, I know that we can kind of see what's going on because, you know, it's a movie and they have to light shit or a camera can't pick it up. But realistically speaking, in the middle of a lake, even at night, it's still going to be really ass fucking dark. Even if the moon is full, it's going to be really dark. You know where it's going to be even darker? Under fucking water. And this man just, hit that sh- precision. He yeah. hit that platform like he was shot out of a like a a, a, a submarine torpedo chamber. <laughs> just pinpoint <laughs> accuracy. Never came up. He swam like half a mile a lake without taking a fucking breath or making a noise. Completely underwater, and he didn't breach the surface until he was at that. Dock, and then somehow, whilst being under the dock and underwater, had pinpoint accuracy to stab between the boards. Only he didn't even nick the wood once. Didn't even nick it, Justin. Yep. I, I see you there trying to laugh in disbelief. <laughs> didn't even nick the wood. His blade didn't touch the wood, Justin. Ever. <laughs> Never, Justin. I don't. I don't think you really remember this scene. (laughs) The wood was there, like like this close, and he stabbed through it underwater, (laughs) underwater the whole time. 
Underwater, Justin. Underwater. Yeah, underwater. Underwater. It didn't even nix the woods. Perfect stabs, dude. If real precision. In the dark. If you were a CIA, if you were a a crime scene investigation like person, you know, a CSI person, and you were like, man, somebody got stabbed on this wood, and you would have been like, what do you mean? And they're like, apparently the killer was stabbing through the wood, and they'd be like, well, I don't know if that really matches the evidence here, because there is no evidence that a blade ever even touched the wood. And they'd be like, what do you mean? And like, well, you can't stab that perfect. This man can. Justin, I still see you looking at me. <laughs> it didn't touch the wood. <laughs> In the dark, underwater. Perfect. Quietly. Perfect stabs. Yeah. And nailed her. I mean, he got the hand and everything. It was a clean stab. And somehow. the hand. Clean. Apparently, he was swimming with like night vision scuba goggles. Because he always even stabbed near her. He never even once stabbed on the other side because he just didn't know where she was. He was always inches from her. Yep. But Also, like, the water didn't even slow down again. Like, his strength and the force that he could do it with either. (laughs) I mean, yes. Heather, I don't think you understand, though. (laughs) The blade didn't touch the wood. Yeah, yeah. Cinefans, I'm looking at you. <laughs> the blade didn't touch the wood. It was like this, like 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 this. Like <laughs> that might be too big of a gap, and it didn't touch the wood. Like I want. Wait, so you're saying it did not touch okay, the wood? So Is that what you're saying here. <laughs> you see the pages in this booklet for all our YouTube people. Yes. Like if you're if you're listening to this, just know I'm holding up a little pamphlet for a watch, and there's the slightest bit of a gap in it. Now, if you're watching on YouTube, you'll see this, but just know I am now covering my camera, and that would be your visibility. He then would have stabbed through my booklet without touching the paper. <laughs> that was good, yeah. I'm just sitting there watching this scene unfold in utter disbelief and horror, but not the good kind of horror you want while watching a horror movie. I was having (laughs) that realization, that, that deep, unsettling feeling overcome my body of that thought I have what feels like too often of, they actually fucking filmed this scene. And then they went, after they filmed it, they went to the little television city, little screen city thing they have there. And they're looking at the dailies. And they looked at this scene that they just filmed and they went, that's a great fucking take. We need to leave it <laughs> just like that. And then it went to editors. And editors cut together this scene and that director went, exactly how I envisioned it. <laughs> and then it went to producers and they watched it and they went that's exactly the type of scenes we paid for they watched it Justin. they watched it and they approved this and then and then it went to test audiences 
in te- test audiences after they watched the movie, they went like, hey, uh, so what'd you think about that uh, scene where he's stabbing through the platform? And they went, oh, oh, you mean that cinematic perfection? No notes on that <laughs> scene. Leave it as is. <laughs> and then someone at Peacock watched this movie and went, hey, other Peacock guys, we have to get this movie. There is a scene with a platform in the middle of a lake. This man stabs through it. And then another guy went, well, yeah, but he probably hits a lot of wood, right? Because like, he's stabbing through just like these very tiny slits <laughs> at night. And the other guy went, doesn't fucking touch the wood. And the other guy went, buy it now. Who's that guy that's like, it was barely an inconvenience. <laughs> Jesus Christ, yep. this fucking movie. I hate it so fucking much. And wow. the thing is, is I would be willing to let that slide. If this was in John Wick 4, I probably would not be bothered by it. It would probably think it's a great fucking scene. I know my own biases, but when you've got this stupid fucking movie and you just add stupid scene after stupid scene after stupid scene, and then I get this scene? Damn Skippy, I'm like, yep, this is what's conducting the stupid train I'm watching. And then it devolves even more. And plus, it's the worst kind of slasher. Because like, yeah, you it, it, it should be sold more of a home invasion movie. They add a little bit too much slasher element into it, though. And the reason why I say it's the worst kind is it's the worst kind because it's got a body count of like three people. It's three people die and three slashers die. I'm like, that's what? It's the worst kind of slasher. Your body count is six? Get out of here. What is this? It's garbage is what it is. Anyway, that's all I'm saying. Somebody else go. All right. Yeah, I have a few things. I mean, when we were talking about that scene where they're kind of revealing the mom and the the dad and whatever, they're like revealing their whole reasoning for what they're doing. One of my thoughts was, so your son just died with you know associated with covid um and you're so sure that this girl has covid that you're giving her this test and whatever and decided oh even if it says negative it's just because she's you know what is the word uh that they use well no she would have been like she would have been over it at that point but they were saying yeah. that she was an asymptomatic carrier cuz she's like asymptomatic she's like oh right. i've been fine yeah. And she's like, that, that's, that's because you're asymptomatic. Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what the word I was looking for. But anyway, um, in either case, like if they were so sure about this girl, like why are they willingly sitting there without their masks on? <laughs> like, it was, that was one of the inconsistencies of like, you know, their whole reason for this is because they think 
you know, she's not taking this seriously and her friends aren't or whatever. And like the whole time that they're talking to her, they don't have their masks on. And then she at one point turns to the husband and she's like, hey, hun, wear your mask or put your mask on or whatever. And I'm like, it's honey, your mask. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, now, now it matters. Like, and then she still didn't put hers on. Right. I think she still didn't even have hers on at that point. So it was just really, really a weird point to be like that seriously. Like, I want to kill you for inadvertently killing my son. But my whole reason for it, I'm not even actually following that when I'm like talking to you about why I'm mad about it. Like, <laughs> this was very weird. I don't know. Um, so, I mean, just inconsistencies like that with it. And, and also I'm like, this family decides that like, it's a good idea to go and intentionally try to kill people um, with their other son who very easily could be killed in the situation they're putting him in. So it's kind of like negating the purpose of like why they're so mad. Like they just lost their son. So you know what? Let's go as a family with our other only child that we have and put them in a situation where there's a home invasion and there's possibility of them dying or being exposed to this person that we think killed our other son. What? Like, make it make sense. I don't know. Like, it just, I don't understand the logic and why they did that. They knew their son was unkillable. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, (sighs) this is true. He had that superhuman thing. So they're like, you know what? He's going to be totally fine. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) Yeah. And he, you know, he's the one that got his skull smashed in, right? Yeah, that was the son. Yeah, apparently he was fine (laughs) until he got shot or whatever. Um, Uh, Stabbed in the neck, I think. That's yeah, what ultimately killed him. He got stabbed oh, in the neck. Oh, right, right, right. Yes. Okay. He had a gun on him though, right? I feel like he had a gun near him that I think the girl tried to take. It was I a, don't know. Maybe I made that up. They were trying to get a knife, I thought. Maybe, maybe it was a knife. Okay. Maybe there was a gun. I don't, who fucking cares? Don't it's very minor at this point what weapon they had because the whole movie is just dumb. <laughs> but like, yeah. And so there, there was that whole thing too. And I'm like, what? And then- it's kind of like a weird fake out too, because when this movie's starting and you see this person or what turns out to be two people creeping around this house, it's like they know this house. It's like they've been there or like they live there. Like they had no issues finding anything, t- taking phones, plugging it into the s- sound system just so very easily, not like wandering around lost in this massive house. Like you think that it's people that know them or something because of how easily they moved around this home. And then it's just nobody like they know they don't know these people at all, except for you were in this video with my son and kissed him. Therefore, I must kill you. Like it just it's just such weird (laughs) logic throughout this entire thing. And then even the the ex-boyfriend or ex hookup or whatever he the relationship was with the guy that came there he was obviously he was a situationship a situationship there you go mm-hmm. so my problem with him is that he was annoying from the get-go because he just like comes up in this thing and like first of all 
you clearly hear these two girls freaking out because they have no idea who's at the door and he's just not answering them. And then he opens it and they're like, oh no, like I'm on the phone. And so he's entering the home still on this phone call with them when I'm like, okay, at that point, just wait till you're inside to make the call or wait till you're done with the call before you like knock on this door creeping around when they don't even know who you are at the time. Like, well, it was super weird. It was also dark outside when he pulls up. True. Who's calling yeah. about an internship at like nine o'clock at night? Right. Also true. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> but it was that. It, that was the. I, I completely agree, Heather. That was one of the dumbest fucking character introductions in a fucking movie I've yeah. ever seen. And then he comes. Yeah. yeah. Instead of, you know, he knocks on the door once maybe twice and you clearly hear these girls like who is it answer us and he never does and decides it's a good idea to go around the back and freak these girls out more (laughs) while I'm in the middle of a phone call where they could probably hear her screaming like (laughs) it makes no sense I didn't understand that like introducing him in that way um and then then also like then they were like well why did you pronounce yourself for anything I was on the phone how could we could hear him? What kind of quiet right. ass conversation, <laughs> conversation was he having on the phone about an internship like right. that? How come his voice, how come he couldn't be heard? Like it just right. made no sense. And he couldn't be right. heard because the movie needed him not to be heard. Not because that was anything that would logically happen. Well, and on top of that too, he couldn't answer them because he was on the phone. Yet, 100% of the pertinent information of the phone call happens when he's inside the house. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the entire conversation happens when he's in the house. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah. were you just on hold, like, but still ignoring them? Are you that big of a dick? Right. Yep, exactly. It was super weird. And then even the whole thing of... Like he, he went up there because he wanted to talk to the girl because he was jealous about whoever else she was hanging out with, whatever his reason was for it. It was first of all, very weird, but also like his whole thing of you're going to make me go home. Like I came all the way up here and I'm like, that's on you, dude. Nobody asked you to be here. (laughs) Like you can't get mad at them for saying, we don't want you here especially when the one girl who is actually like, no, I don't want to be around anybody else. Like just completely disrespecting that because he's like, Oh, but I, I drove here. So you should obviously just let me stay. Like, what? <laughs> like he was trying to make them feel guilty for not letting him stay when she didn't invite him. He creeped up on them. Like it was just so weird. The whole setup with him being there was weird. He ended up actually towards the end before, you know, he dies. I I did appreciate the fact that he did figure out like, okay, there's people in this house. I don't know how he figured that out so quickly, but there's people in the house. We got to get out of here. And like actually said, hey, go to the car. I'll go get her. I appreciated that aspect of what he did. That was the only redeemable thing about this man in this movie. Um Yes, but then when they clearly see him dying or that he is dead and bloody and like on a 
what stick or something where he's being like walked out the front door. It was either a flagpole. <laughs> yeah. Or like a, a fire poker. That- something. Yeah. It might have been fire poker, actually. I don't I don't remember. Any, either way, some kind of stick that he's just on that he's like being walked out the front door. Why did it take her so long to respond to that and back up and get back into the car? Like she's just sitting there like, are we sure that he's on this stick? Maybe he's not. Like what was, why did she wait so long to like be like, okay, yeah, we got to get out of here. We got to go. We got to get in this car and drive away. It was just, it's just bonkers. So as much as I say, I didn't hate all of their decisions. Those weren't the best. I'll say that much. But I mean, I did like, you know, I guess the whole idea of when the girl fell and broke her leg and the other girl's like, hey, like play dead, pretend like you're already dead. I honestly feel like maybe that would have been the best situation for her in that moment because she couldn't move. She could not move. And if she was trying to crawl away, he would have seen her and caught her with his stealth like speed of superheroes very quickly. So I feel like that probably was the best call in that situation. Um, See, my issue with that scene is if I'm dead set on murdering a bunch of people, I would have just stabbed her too real quick, just in case. Yeah. Just like he's just leaning in so closely to be like, hmm, is she alive? Is she not? If you're not sure and that's your mission, you just kill him again. You just stab him again. Do just a couple, two, three stabs. Right. You know, that's true. Because that, that first one would have given it away real quick that she was alive because she would have just started screaming. It's a stabby stab right. stab. Call it a day. <laughs> yeah. Very true. Very true. Um, like if I'm if that's... I'm trying to like serial murder people, I'm going to treat them like the rules of zombie land and give it a double tap. You know, stabby stab real quick. Just in case. True. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. That makes sense. I mean, honestly, the the best or I would say maybe the creepiest part of this actual movie is when you do see the guy like kind of stalking around in the background when they don't see him and he's just kind of in the shadows walking and stuff like that. That was probably the best, best part of this movie because you're just like, oh, where he's where is he going to pop up now? Like that was the most intrigued I was with this movie from then on out. Like, yeah, it. They, I don't know. I feel like, yeah. And then I noticed that too with like, why are they wearing the masks in the car to go to the house where they're going to spend time together and then immediately take the mask off? Like when they're there together, like it it just just defeats the purpose. So I don't know. It, (laughs) there's just a lot of, of weird thing. And that's why I'm like, okay, so are they trying to make a statement about, these people are so set on like, we got to be careful. We got to be cautious. And then they're only half following the rules. Like there were many people that did it that way, but I don't, is it that what they were trying to say? Or was it just an inconsistency because the movie was bad? It really could go either way. You know what I mean? So I just don't, I, I don't have an answer for that. I just found it just wildly inconsistent. And I, I wasn't a fan of that. If it was to be like, Oh, we're, we're giving a commentary on how people were acting. I could forgive it a little bit more because it's almost like that in a sense, like the bodies, bodies, bodies and how they were sort of, you know, the point of it was for them to be just so ridiculously naive about stuff. Um, If it was that it would be different, but I, I 
genuinely don't know if it was bad writing or if it was that. So I can't say if I liked that or not, that they did that, (laughs) you know, but yeah, it, it just was. And also like, even if you found these, like you found the video of the girl at this party with your son or whatever, how do you know all this stuff about, okay, this is where they live. We know they're going to be home by themselves. And maybe that wasn't the point. Maybe they would have killed even if the parents were there. And also the other guy, the guy at the very beginning that they are stalking that they kill. How do they have his phone number? First of all, how do they know where he lives? Like, how did they get all of this information on these people to just be able to play out this plan that they had? So it just feels like none of the actions <laughs> that they do, like they just do a bunch of things without explaining how they logically could do these things, including the superhuman, unkillable guys that are just running around. So I don't know. It was just very, very all over the place and inconsistent, inconsistent in that way. And yeah, I don't know. I mean, there was something else that I remember the the main girl doing that I was like, okay, that that that's fair. But then I can't remember what it is. I just also remember them trying to get out of the house and they're like trying to unlatch that window. And I'm like, why would you spend the time trying to do that when you just like what they did where they just threw something out the window and broke it? Like that's what you should have done. You saved yourself two minutes of time that you could have gotten ahead of them. So... I don't know. I just, it it just is a very, it it feels like the movie thinks it's smarter than it actually is. Um, That's sort of the whole, the whole thing with it. Um, And also the girl that broke her leg sitting in the kitchen the entire time while they're having this conversation or whatever. I just feel like her, like typing on that laptop or whatever she was. I just feel like she would have been found out and she would have been caught much sooner than she was. So yeah, I I just, I don't know. I feel like I, 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 the way that she went about trying to get help, I understood. That was another thing I was like, okay, that's, you know, do what you got to do. That's going to be your best solution right now. But it just, it lacks any sort of, I guess, commitment to, telling a story in an interesting way here in general. So it it just isn't, it isn't good. <laughs> That's all I'll say. You reminded me of some things, but I want Justin to go first. <laughs> well, man, it's, it's, it's really hard because like, I mean, Like I said, I mean, I just go back to that word I used earlier, indifferent. Like, at first, I thought that the movie started relatively strong with us being in the the supermarket and then you got somebody being texted. We don't really know why. And there's kind of a mystery to that. And, you know, somebody's stalking him. We're not really sure about that. And then the first kill in the house I thought was pretty intense. It was shot well. They were wrestling all around. You know, at first it seemed like it was just going to be a quick, okay, stab the person, and yay, the movie is called Sick. But that was quite the tussle 
in that house, I thought. And the the back and forth with that and him uh, going through rooms and almost getting away, but not quite getting away and everything. And I thought that that scene was shot pretty well. Like you knew that probably whenever he barricaded himself, you know, at first the character was making kind of okay decisions. He couldn't really fight the guy, but he was defending himself. He was trying to get away. He barricaded himself in that door. And I was like, okay, you know, it, it, it wasn't, he wasn't just doing dumb things. Our first victim. But then whenever he went out there and he was like, all right, fuck it. I'm going to get this dude, whatever. And he's walking around. I was like, nah, man, I would have just stayed in there, bro. I I, would have just stayed barricaded and safe. He sort of was safe and then sort of compromised himself. So then I was like, okay, I guess he's got to be killed. So he's got to get out. He's got to think he can take him and get out or whatever. But I didn't hate that scene. You know, I thought that all of that, was a pretty strong That's start true. for the film. You know, I, I didn't hate any of that that I saw at the beginning. Then, um, so now, then we're meeting the characters and stuff. And still, I'm with the movie. And then, you know, we, we we're getting kind of, we're understanding personalities. One is not really taking the COVID seriously. One is. So this is why initially, I was thinking, okay, I think I know where this movie is going. I think I know what this is going to be about. I think I understand what what it's going to be trying to say at the end about COVID and stuff like that. And I thought maybe that trend would continue. Or if maybe the killer somehow reflected kind of COVID in a way, like the horror of it or the not knowing if, is it after me or is it after this person or is it, is this happening because of me or, you know, I just wish that it could have somehow played. I wish if, if the killers had mimicked kind of how the, how it felt to not, maybe not have the virus, but how it felt to be trying to avoid the virus if maybe somehow it could have mirrored that, like the uncertainty of going to places or like the the kind of seeing all of this stuff playing out and going, man, are you sick or am I sick? Maybe if, if there could have been some back and forth with the characters of like, you know, I just wish they had found a way to sort of make, sort of how we felt going through COVID. And I mean, we're still not, 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 not as if it's over, we're still going through, but initially how that felt going through it and seeing everybody getting sick and wondering if you've got it yourself. And, you know, I'll just wonder if we could have tapped into some of that and told a better story with this. See what I thought it was going to be was a movie about like a slasher or home invader, whatever you want to call it that was preying on the fact that people were isolated Hmm. and alone. Would have been a better movie for sure. Oh, that would have been better. Yeah. You know, I like, I like where you're going with people getting murdered and people not knowing for weeks because you're not seeing people, you know, like, you know, that type of thing or like, yeah, they, you know, they went and isolated themselves out in a remote area. So it's just some guy taking advantage of the fact that people are isolated and alone 
and staying away from people and being out of contact for longer periods of time and all those types of things. That's what I thought they were going to play on. Cause to me, that's more interesting, you know, cause you're yeah. playing on the fact that like, yeah, during COVID, a lot of people felt isolated. They felt alone. Even, you know, you were, you could text, you could talk to whoever, all this other stuff, but you were still physically removed from people for the most part. And so like there was a killer going around and, taking advantage of the fact that uh, uh, of that isolation to just murder people because that's what he wanted to do. You know what I mean? Just playing into that. Especially Mm. because these girls, like the whole thing is they were going on a, on a road trip or a vacation together. And it's like, Oh, like maybe that vacation home was one that they knew like that's like it's an Airbnb or something where they know people go and he knew like to go there because that's a vacation home or, you know, something where it was that. Or he's just somebody in the area and he's like, like just sees them getting some groceries and he's like, Oh, these are new people. Nobody's going to notice if they're dead for a few weeks, you know, playing into that. Like I thought that that's what he was going to play into. And maybe the conflict there, and maybe there could have even been, like some conflict with the two characters where they're like, you know, one maybe didn't want to go and wanted to stay isolated. And the other one is like, no, let's go out, you know, let, let's yeah. at least go somewhere and enjoy ourselves. We can't just all be uh gloom and doom and cooped in because of COVID. So maybe if you had had sort of a back and forth with that, like, you know, to your point about the isolation thing, and maybe one of them is just sick of the isolation for lack of a better term. Um, And one is just like, no, I just, I'm fine with it. But you know, maybe one gets sort of convinced to yeah, let's not isolate so much. And so then maybe when we're in the house trapped or whatever's going on, maybe there's some conflict there. Well, we never should have came here. We should have been quarantining. We should have been, you know, maybe there there could have been something with that. Well, see, combine my idea with yours. One wants to isolate, the one doesn't. So the one that doesn't want to leave, like, just goes out and goes to a bar in town. That's what draws the attention of the killer. That they're there. Uh, You know what I mean? That type of scenario. So because she didn't isolate, that put him on the killer's radar. So now the one that did isolate is still in danger because of the one that didn't, which then goes into what you were saying earlier, Justin, kind of some of the fears with COVID. You know, if you live in a house with somebody that's not taking things seriously and you are, they're, they're potentially bringing it to you even if you're following the rules. Yeah. 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 And maybe the killer's motivation could have just simply been, I don't I don't know if it needed to be parents who like, you know, if it needed to be parents who lost someone or something like that. And now they're just crazy and we're going to get revenge on you. And I, I agree with you, Heather. I have the same questions like, how were they able to track all of this? How did they know? how did they get these intricate medical records to know, well, this person had it walked in, this person caught it. 
especially since that was early in COVID. Right. Like, how the hell do you know all this shit, man? Yeah. And it's like, they were definitely (laughs) just making an assumption about, I see you kissing him. It Therefore, it definitely was you. Therefore, that's my only evidence that tells me I should kill you. (laughs) We didn't know uh, the time period that the film is in. Where, and that was just like COVID had just barely started. How would they have known? They wouldn't have had enough information or enough expertise to know that this is exactly yeah. how this happened. This guy walked in, caught it from her, and this is why our son is dead. I just don't even think you would have even made all of those connections or had the ability to medically gather all this shit and put it together. It just didn't make any sense how they figured it all out. It it just, even now that would be hard to do. Like if I got COVID from somebody right now from my job, do you know how freaking hard it would be to pinpoint who the fuck gave it to me and (laughs) who got it to, who got it to them and stuff like that. So how come this killer couldn't have been somebody who was like, maybe the killer was like, well, I've lost, maybe it, he lost, he did lose some people from COVID and stuff like that. And maybe he just had a vendetta against people who weren't taking it seriously. And maybe since they're in the town or they're new there and they're kind of, kind of seeming like they're free spirits, whatever the case may be. Maybe he's just like, man, why aren't you like, l- like maybe he t- takes offense to that. Or what if it was an anti-COVID person? Like, man, this is all a government conspiracy. Maybe that's what you should have done. Maybe an anti person who is like, has all these extreme views of this being a government conspiracy and man, really, mm nobody, you know, what is sick is all you people that believe this lie. And maybe he could have been some just crazy person who thought that he was smarter than the pandemic, that he was smarter than everybody. And he knew that this wasn't a thing. And, you know, all you people are going to pay because, you you know, everybody that I see that's doing this, is going to pay because you're taking this too seriously. You think that this is really um, a pandemic, but it's not really that. I don't know. I just think maybe you could have done something a little more nuanced with this killer, but it's a mute point because we didn't do any of that here. You know, we're just, and, and so even though you, sometimes you have these scenes that I thought were well executed, you know, I thought that some of the chases and some of the stuff where they didn't know where the killer was. And like you talked about, Heather, the killer, you see the somebody creeping around in the background, but the characters don't notice it. That was some straight up, you know, old school Halloween stuff. You know, I'm down for that stuff. It was nice to see those touches in what was a horror movie. But because we really didn't have a theme with this COVID stuff, it was more or less dressing. It never came into play to make any of this stuff more interesting beyond just us seeing simple home invasion stuff. Like that movie Hush, 
that you were talking about. Why I enjoyed that so much was because they really played into the fact that this person couldn't see, you know, that that, that this person, yeah. yeah, or couldn't, I'm sorry, couldn't hear. Like they really played into that. Yeah, and for sure. how she couldn't hear anything. And so there, they did a lot with silence and stuff like that. And it was kind of this reoccurring theme that sort of helped the horror elements throughout that movie. Here, we didn't really try to do any of that. You know, the, 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 the killer didn't really represent COVID. We didn't have the characters kind of dealing with COVID in a way that felt relatable or anything kind of just palpable or anything like that. So all you just have is a bunch of horror scenes. And even if they are kind of well shot or well executed, that's just all you have. So it just feels empty. It just, it's, it's all just empty stuff happening. And so then when we get to the end and they say who they are and why, it just didn't feel like a good enough. Is that a good enough reason for these people who have never killed in their lives before, who have never done this before or anything like that? Was this a good enough reason for to turn these people into this? And I just didn't buy it. You know, I, I, I just couldn't buy that. I mean, that, that that's why these, you know, and that's why I felt like the killer just needed to be something else. This killer needed to have some different motivations, the or killers in this case. It just needed to be something better than this. And it just wasn't. So it's just all very disappointing, man. Um, and, and and honestly, that's really all I have to say about it. I mean, it's just it's, so it just so I was just sitting there. And just not reacting to anything. And sometimes that's just the worst movie experience. Sometimes when things are so bad that it gets me to react, at least I can have fun enjoying how bad something is. But this wasn't bad enough to get a reaction out of me, but it also wasn't good enough. So I'm just (laughs) kind of sitting on my hands here and just mad that I wasn't feeling anything. (laughs) Yeah. See, I think it doesn't help that my default state is very angry. So, yeah. <laughs> like, my version of a non-reaction <laughs> is angry. Because I'm like, you didn't change it. I'm just, I'm still sitting here as angry as I was before your movie. Except your movie <laughs> happened. Therefore, my anger will now be directed at you. And it will increase. Like, yeah. Like, like you all said, you did is channel my anger said. into you. Yep. Right. And focused it like a laser. Uh, A couple of things I had issues with uh, that I got reminded of. When, Heather, you were talking about how they busted out that window and then climbed through it. Both those motherfuckers were barefooted and getting on that roof that was covered in freshly broken glass. True. Great moment to have some cringe horror in it. Missed. Then the friend with the broken leg is in the kitchen with broken glass and knives all over the floor. Also, no damage taken with her feet. I'm like, come on, you were missing iconic horror moments of just having somebody step on glass and having everybody in the audience go, ooh. Mm-hmm. And it, 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 it's right there. It's right there. 
You you literally set up for it. You know, and then there's the scene when the friend's in the kitchen and she's trying to use her computer to reach the outside. And the dad goes, someone's using the Wi-Fi. Because some bars were moving on the Wi-Fi router. <laughs> hey, that's not really how they work. I know. I was sitting there going, <laughs> how the hell can you tell somebody's on the Wi-Fi like that? Because bars are moving. <laughs> now, they do have activity lights on some older routers. That is a real thing. What you also have to understand is if any device is connected to Wi-Fi, even if you're not actively using it, for the most part, the way smartphones work, there's mm-hmm. constant small amounts of data transmission. Even if it's just updating your yep. emails. Updating your weather app in the background. That is something that's constant. They didn't destroy their phones. They didn't throw them away. They had them on them. So the fact that they had phones that were connected to the Wi-Fi at any point means that if you do have this mysterious unicorn router that has bars that move like audio bars on our mixers right now when they're being used, guess what? They're going to be going off. Right. Mm-hmm. That's just how it works. So that pissed me off when I saw that. Like, it's just the most preposterous thing ever. Like, that he, oh, somebody's on the Wi Fi. Just the way he said that. I went, you, no, you fucking didn't. Like, it was a real revelation. <laughs> and then they get, they get all the way to that random house and they're doing all that shit. And so she gets in a fight with that lady with that gas can and she's just spilling gasoline all over the place. Just all (laughs) the fuck over the place. And yet it is just able to perfectly light her on fire. Do you know how much gasoline she would have had on her and would have been all over the ground that also would have lit on fire? Yeah. Like, yep. But they did that shit where they had the, the, the killer get lit on fire and then run around like crazy just to fall down and die. And then the cops are just driving. And you can tell that they just CGI'd that body. A, the flames look like CGI flames. But you can tell they just CGI'd that person right in the middle of the road. Because the way the cop cars were driving and then stopped. Like that first cop car that stops did not stop where you would stop if there's a body on fire. That you're approaching yeah. randomly. Because I, for the longest time, didn't think it was going to stop based on how it was driving. I was just like, is that cop car going to stop for that flaming body in the road? (laughs) And then, like, two feet away from it, it just stops and kind of angles itself. I was like, it is way too close. There is a body on fire in the middle of the road. You have no idea what caused it and what potential danger would be around. There is a body on fire in the middle of the road in bumfuck who knows where America. I guarantee it's not somewhere that has enough bodies on fire in the road for them to pull up right next to it to go, ah, shit, another body. And then the partner cop goes, well, it is Tuesday. And then they both go, ha, 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 ha. Like, it was just so (laughs) fucking dumb. They, they 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 just walk out arm in arm. That was also made me mad when they're just like walking out arm in arm and shit. Like, come on, 
you can't. You you did just murder somebody. I know you have a case, but you did just murder somebody. You shouldn't be just walking up to cops when you just murdered somebody, especially when one of you two is black. You know, there's a deleted scene where she ended up getting beat up. <laughs> Got a point with that. Like it's just it's it's it's. Even cinematically, it was a dumb-looking scene. I mean, and the thing is sad is I I did actually like some of the deaths in this movie. Like, I like that scene. Like, the way they shot the scene where they stabbed the poker through the back of the the situationship guy, I thought was really kind of cool. I like the fact that they did that whole thing where then when the dad's fighting that guy or like fighting them and like falls off the thing and lands on the antlers and he's impaled yeah. and shit. I thought that, that was, was kind of cool. cool. Yeah. But everything around it was just so fucking dumb that I was just like, you ruined it for me. Like it was ruined. Like that, that, that scene with the poker stabbing through the guy, it ruined it for me. Cause like Heather said, why did she let him carry the guy with the poker until he's like two feet away? And she's staring at this bloodied and beaten and obviously dying man. Right. Not even like, like stumble walk, but obviously not even acknowledging her in a way of like, Oh, like I'm coming like for us to leave. You know what I mean? Like he's just like, that's not how somebody looks whenever you know they're not being at the time stabbed by something (laughs) like he was making stabbed face (laughs) and she's just standing there staring at him going he made it let's wait for it yeah yeah, you coming or what? <laughs> I'll let him get to me. Let him try to walk it off before I try to assist him. He's got to at least make it to me before I help carry him to the car. Right. So, like, yeah, it was kind of a cool scene, like, visually, but literally it was sandwiched by two stupid scenes. So I can't even give it credit because it's just, like, stupid, kind of cool, stupid. And unfortunately, the stupid sides of that sandwich are way thicker than the cool part. The cool part lasted five seconds. And then another cool part of five, you know, five seconds of length later in the movie. Like the movie's one hour and 47 minutes long and I like 10 seconds of it. That's fun. Ugh. Anyway, you guys got any more thoughts about this movie? I did. I just wanted to like, I was just going back to see like why people liked this movie and everything to be fair on Rotten Tomatoes, only 55 like top critics actually reviewed this movie, <laughs> but I wanted to at least read some that I, I felt like we might appreciate their takes on it. Uh, there's one guy that says it's well-made, but progressively deflating. Um, I thought that was a pretty good way to put it says it's um this the 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 movie even uses the word psycho psychobabble at one point 
which is another hint that parts of the script were written in 1998, which is a, that's a fair assessment. And then another guy that also wrote the last chloroform scene in a movie. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. Um, And then another guy says that the screenplay tries to play both sides of the behavior during the pandemic and allows the worst of it as a new feather in the cap of the worst of us. Yeah, okay. Um, and then this one I thought Sterling would appreciate. Sick is a film that deserves to be put into quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, that was it. I just thought those were amusing reviews of the movie. I think that this movie doesn't even deserve quarantine. This movie <laughs> needs to have happened to it that what a lot of conspiracy theorists thought was happening during COVID, where the government was just going to kill it. Mm. There you go. There you go. You should write some of these reviews, Sterling. I see. I couldn't really write that because even then, we try when we were writing reviews, when we were handwriting them and stuff like that. Do you know how hard it was for me to not write the word "fuck" down? (laughs) (laughs) It's it's a challenge for you, I'm sure. Like that's why I can't write things because I would write "sick fucking sucks" as like my headline. I wouldn't even try to get creative with it. Like I would, if it was good, I would want to be creative for a title. If it was a good movie, but bad movies, I would just be like, don't worry, darling is fucking useless. (laughs) Like, and that's it. That's like all I would want to do is put fuck in the title, you know? But then also, I mean, I guess it could flip the other way. Cause it could be like, you know, if it was like John Wick three, it'd be like, John Wick 3 is fucking great. Yeah, it goes both ways. Yeah, that's why I would I would have that's why I had a h- tough time writing shit and that's why I would be bad writing this shit. Cuz like I I speak and I want to speak in a way that written journalism has problems with. Do you know what medium doesn't have a problem with me saying fuck as much as I do? Podcasts. So many <laughs> podcasts say fuck. Just so many of them. So what would you even do if there was that restriction on podcasts? Wouldn't have one. (laughs) Do you honestly think I could go two hours without saying the word fuck? I do not. I don't think I have. And like, honestly, even in my sleep, I think I mumbled the word fuck at least four or five times a night. (laughs) Just fuck. (laughs) Like or in my dreams, at least my mind is just like, you know, having a dialogue where like everybody in my dream just says the word "fuck" over and over again. But it's like, but it's all within context, so it's like "fuck, fuck, 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 fuck." And, oh, fuck, 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 fuck. Yeah. Basically, just replaying that scene from The Wire over and over in your dreams. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> God, that is one of the most beautifully written scenes ever. <laughs> they suck. They say fuck so many ways. And at no point are you ever confused by what they mean by each individual fuck. <laughs> each like, one speaking straight to your heart is a unique, special little snowflake of a fuck. <laughs> like, I mean, if there was ever a scene that was written more or less tapped into my mind. Hmm. It's the fuck scene from The Wire. Yeah, that sounds very 
Right. I might need yeah. to be more specific than the fuck scene from The Wire. It is The Wire. But still. Mm. Yeah. People, we know what People that have seen we The know. Wire know what I'm talking about. I might actually go watch that scene tonight. I'm not going to lie before <laughs> I go to bed. Fucking glorious. Anyway, any more thoughts about sick? Nope. Nah. And no, I'm not talking about the way the movie made you feel. <laughs> you you really did, Jasta. I think you had the best possible viewing experience with this movie. I really do. Yeah. I think if you were going to watch this movie, watch this movie, and then when you're done with it, just go watch the first episode of Chucky. It's on Peacock. It might even suggest it to you. If not, just go find it. That's the only way to improve your experience. I need to watch season two of that. Season two wasn't on Peacock yet, last I checked. It might be now, though, because the season's done, so it might be actually on Peacock. And it is coming back Mm -hmm. for a season three. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I'm intrigued, bro. So I'm going to, yeah. Have you only seen the first episode? Just the first episode. Oh, man. Keep going. So good. So good. Yes. It's better than it has any right to be, honestly. Because it even acknowledges the last few shitty Chucky movies. Like, they are canon in this. It doesn't erase anything. It actually acknowledges some of the shitty parts of Chucky lore. But it does it so good. Like... It does it in a way that sometimes it's like, like you know, like a the, like a tip of the hat type of, or like a winking moment, hmm. okay. you know. But then it, there are times where, it, they, like, it's like, oh no, that that part from that movie that only like eight people saw, you know, from the cult of Chucky. Like, oh no, that's real. Like that is a legitimate part of this movie. Like, actually, I want to say it is cult of Chucky like legitimately directly ties into this movie. So and, and Chuck, okay. Colt of Chucky is actually not that bad. I'm, I'm more or less referring more to like seed of Chucky and shit like that. And it, it somehow ties into that movie in a way that makes it like actually kind of makes seed of Chucky worth it. You remember at the time when seed of Chucky came out, it was stupid. Mm-hmm. Now it, it it doesn't feel as dumb. Huh. Like you 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 see, like it might have been dumb at the time, but like what it led to, and like especially in the series, you're like, all right, I see how you made Chuck, you know, seed of Chucky not suck. So, yeah. All right, let's end this then. Uh, on that note, thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Cinema Slayers podcast. Check us out on the internet at www.cinemaslayers.com or Facebook, where Cinema Slayers podcast, or Twitter and Instagram, where Cinema underscore Slayers, or TikTok, where Cinema Slayers pod, or YouTube, where we're at Cinema Slayers pod, or uh, give us a five star rating review on your preferred podcasting platform. We'd really appreciate it. Really help us out. Uh, tell your family, tell your friends, tell your friends' family, tell your family's friends, and most of all, tell those dear sweet mothers because dear sweet mothers love. Oh man, that's hard with this one. Um, chloroform masks. <laughs> the movie. The, the answer was not this movie. Mm, they love not this movie. <laughs> yes. Fair enough. 
They love not being sick, if you will. Mm. Uh, shout out to Plug Migo and Mundo Ochoa for our theme song and logos, respectively. Uh, just remember, here at the Cinema Slayers Podcast, we are both pro-slut and pro-Sydney. And remember, as I always, the TikToks, the YouTube videos, and this podcast. According to Justin, Moon Knight is the best picture winner. I couldn't remember if I, if I said, just remember, like if I said, just remember before all the other stuff. And I was like, do I say just remember again? I couldn't, I couldn't remember. That's why I, I paused so long. I, I legitimately didn't know what words I should say next. Cinema Slayer. Oh boy. I, was a, I was about to say, I could tell you what's not going to be a best picture winner. Sick. This right here. <laughs> <laughs> Do you hear about the controversy for that one woman nominated for best actress or best supporting actress or something like that for the Academy Awards? It, it's, it's the one lady that's like, she hasn't like I don't think the movie or her character has been nominated for anything in like any other award ceremonies. But she got nominated for like best actress. And Leslie Riseborough? I think so. And they were like the Academy Awards looked into whether or not she broke nomination protocols. Like if the with, with the way you campaign for it and all this other stuff and then they were like, "Well, there's no evidence, so they're they're not rescind, they're not going to rescind her uh nomination." Because they have done that in the past. They have rescinded nominations in the past. Interesting. Um, but I still think it's one of those things where it's just like more shit to the fuel, like like to fuel the fire of what I hate about these award ceremonies and shit. You know, it's like when the Golden Globes nominated Avatar 2 for Best Picture before the movie even came out in theaters. So it would have been solely based on screeners. You know, mm. so like, oh, you're nominating this movie because they fucking mailed you a DVD to your house. You know what I mean? And shit like that. Like, ugh. Yeah. And so, like, that's what it is, I feel like, with this stuff, too. It's like, um, you know, they're nominating all this, like, all these people, but it's just, like, it, it feels so fucking random sometimes. Like, a movie that, yeah. like, and one of the things was, is because that movie that she got nominated for, made $30,000 in box office. Mm. So like the logic, the reason oh. why they were like looking into it is because they're like, well, how many people actually even saw this movie to nominate her? It's not even, right. you know, like, oh, because it's a small mm. movie, it doesn't deserve a nomination. It's who even saw this movie to nominate her? Like, you know what I mean? Like how did enough people in the Academy even see this? That's why they thought there might be some like, you know, shenanigans. Uh, okay. But then it also kind of proves the point of like, do they even really care who the best actress is or whatever? Because right. like, if you, if you like, you're just like, oh no, this random movie got nominated. Maybe we need to investigate it. Mm-hmm. Like just showing like, oh, because it wasn't a big enough name that we need to worry about it or something. You know what I mean? Like you can even fall into that trap with it. Like. True. You know, so what 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 movie? There was somebody nominated for a god awful movie. Oh, this year, Anna de Armas was nominated for Blonde, like a oh, movie yeah. that was just mm-hmm. completely panned left and right. No one really fucking liked this movie. Yet apparently enough people went, oh, but we need to nominate her for this, right? 
and it kind of just also goes to the thing of my issue with a lot of this. Another issue I have is that whole Hollywood circle jerk. You know, when Marilyn was alive, she like behind the scenes in Hollywood, people made fun of her. She was a joke in Hollywood. You know, yes, the public loved her. But in Hollywood, she was a joke, but she was a pretty face to put in movies. But now, if you play fucking Marilyn in a thing, hearkening back to that golden age of fucking Hollywood, they're like, oh, my God, Marilyn again. Oh, no, denominator. Right. Like, that's what it feels like. They just have to circle jerk old Hollywood. That's also because Mm -hmm. a lot of the Academy is 97 years old and white. So, of course, Hollywood was fucking great to them for so fucking long that they just have to fucking memorialize everything about that. If she ends up winning, that's going to be a real interesting thing. I don't think she will, but. See, she better not because like Meryl Streep winning for Iron Lady at least makes sense because it's Meryl Streep. All right. And I'm not even saying that like Ana de Armas isn't a great actress or any of that. Like I've I've liked a lot of movies. But is she so good at acting that she can elevate a shitty movie? (laughs) No, she's not that. She could be. But Just, it wasn't this one, though. Yeah, but right now, <laughs> I've only liked her in good movies. If I've seen her in a bad movie, it's not good. You know, I'm never going, man, but that Ana de Armas can act. <laughs> I hate it except for, yeah. yeah. No, I never really feel that way with her in movies. But, like, when she, it's a good movie. Like, I mean, one of our favorite movies that we've done on this podcast fucking amazing in nights out or uh knives out yeah you know i'm not so i'm not i'm not trying to disparage her at all i'm just like is she really taking a movie that got panned by everybody and going well but her performance breathtaking you know like is she and that's the answer no she's not yeah also, the other lady is Andrea Riseborough, and I just realized she was the mom in the Matilda yes. movie. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um. One little, one last little, little bit of trivia for you guys, just because I have it on the top of my head. Uh. Do you know what is uh makes the movie Midnight Cowboys or Midnight Cowboy? Uh one of the most unique Academy Award winners that will ever be? Mm, Nope. It is the only Academy Award winning movie for Best Picture that has and will ever be rated X. Oh, interesting. Yes. So it won as rated X and now rated X no longer exists. So no other Hmm. movie can even essentially tie it in that regard. That is pretty interesting. I mean, theoretically, if an NC-17 movie were to win Best Picture, that's kind of the same thing. Like Blonde. But it it is distinctly still not rated X. Yeah. Oh, that is interesting, though. Hmm. Cool. So, yeah, that's it. That's all I got. I'm tapped out on news today, even though that's (laughs) not new news. That's very old news. It's trivia. So... All right, Heather, get ready for next week when I ask you to pick a letter A through Z. 
And I'll make something will, up on the spot will for do. any of those letters. Excellent. Will do. All right, I'm out. <laughs>